1: Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Podcast. We have another game against the MK Dons to talk about, two in a week, and we have another game midweek against Shrewsbury, I believe, yeah. <laughs> Great start, mm-hmm. Um it? Showing the levels of research. There's um, just thousands of games. So <laughs> we've, like, played them, we've played them recently as well. We did, yeah, we? we did. Yeah, play them recently. Yeah, okay, we actually beat them at home. Yeah, we, you know, we're at that wow. stage yeah. of the season, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great start is well, isn't it? <coughs> First time listeners will be thinking it's a bit of a shit show. Like, um, well, get
2: used to it if, you, if you're staying around for more episodes. People just chipping this in without, it.
1: like anyone being introduced <laughs> or anyone knowing who's on or anything like that. Long Starting time as you listeners will think it's terrible. Chaos. So, chaos. You know. It is chaos to suit the weather outside. Um, right, who have we got? So you'll probably have worked it out. Joining myself and Gareth, we've got Craig Clark and we've got Mickey Loff as well. All right, that's...
2: Yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I'm tired because we were watching
1: that American yeah. Super Bowl shite last night.
2: That's All correct. The early hours, yeah. Uh, Mickey was up watching the cricket after two hours' kip as well, so it's not just me. Um,
3: mm.
2: But yes, I am tired because I'm, I'm one of those. I've, if I go to bed late, my body wakes us up at the same sort of time every morning. Anyway, you know, and you just you're in a routine, aren't you? So I'm absolutely battered now. Mickey, I don't know how you can cope with your you're two hours, mate.
3: Well, I'm just used to it by we... now. To be fair, so we just plough on. A bit a like a, a bit like this season, we just plough on, don't we? Don't particularly enjoy it. Yeah, just
1: well, well, on it's, it's becoming difficult, isn't it? Uh, I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we so we played we played M G Don's midweek in, in the in the um, in that stupid cup thing, and uh, we you know obviously both teams made changes and stuff, but we we. Dispatched them, really. I was you know exact what word I was thinking, Yeah, Steve. we did. Dispatched. We, you know, we, we did, We, we did, really did we, dispatch them, yeah. We did, and then we got a goal up so early in this game, and everybody's sitting back thinking, this is going to be a nice afternoon, isn't it? And then um, oh, yeah. and then a response from MK Dons made that first half in particular very uncomfortable for us.
2: It certainly did. It was um, defensively, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> Johnson had talked about right being missing. And how that had caused us issues defensively because of his lack like missing his leadership. Well, he didn't have the best game on on the weekend, but <clears throat> I think uh, Danny Collins mentioned on the commentary about Willis having to come in late, and how you won't have warmed up as hard as you would if you were expecting to be in the uh, in the team. That's just the nature of the beast for substitutes, and I do wonder whether we were a little bit disorganised in part for that first half because. We had a new left back. We've got a right back. We've talked about who isn't a right back and doesn't look very comfortable there. I think Wright would have probably played on the right-hand side if the centre-backs had <coughs> Flanagan played because Flanagan, Flanagan usually plays left centre-back. There's a lot of reshuffling going on there and I think it showed. I think we were we we're naive defensively and that's, that's being kind.
4: I just felt we didn't do basic things like trying to charge a ball down, like letting somebody have a shot from 20, 25 yards repeatedly. You know, basic errors from the goal. I know the lads on the reaction pod said they thought, thought you know, Burge made a decent save for the first goal. The second mm-hmm. one was a decent save, but he shouldn't have to make it because the, the first save is pretty much a basic save, it's straight at him, and you know that he's pushed it straight back to one of their players, and then it's a bit of a scramble to recover, so um, just lots of basic errors, um, which is really frustrating. I think, and that's been, I think that's been a real, you know, feature of our season, where it feels as though we, you know, when we used to watch the Premier League, and it was always like, oh well, on this at this level, if you make one mistake. Um, You know, you you get punished and that's it. Um, And it feels as though that's almost transpired to this level a little bit, where we do seem to get punished very easily for our mistakes. If you look at the goals we conceded in tight games recently, that's cost us points. You know, the whole game's a prime example where Burgess dropped the ball, Mm. Matthews against Burton where he's dropped the ball. um, (coughs) You know, Burge a bit iffy against Gillingham for both goals. For even the first game of the season, you go back Bristol Rovers. You know he comes out for a cross after three minutes, flaps about. You know, and then Portsmouth you, you gifted them two goals. Wimbledon at home, McFadden tripping somebody over in the box for no apparent reason. You know, there's so many. we we haven't conceded that many goals. So I know. Probably, I I're probably listed. Two thirds of the goals we
2: conceded this season there. But on the and flip it, on the it's flip it's our, side, it's our fault. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid. I suppose to to count well, not counter it, but let's be honest. By half time, we we were kind of lucky not to be further behind because mm. they, they did carve us open. What I agree, a lot of it, a lot of our um, undoing is our own sort of. Work, we kind of undo ourselves. Um, but they were actually they play, they did it at the stadium of light as well. They played some nice football yeah. between the lines, and their right winger Laird, I thought was was uh, really good. They, I, I, that's one thing you get in this league. Wingers aren't just they, they, they're obviously not going to be perfect because it's League One, but they are quite physical and powerful. The wingers, and one thing I worry about maybe Vulcans is, is he going to have time to get up to speed? playing first team football which he's not used to and he doesn't look the most athletic footballer does he um i don't know what other people think about that i mean he's obviously got time to bed in but the difference is normally when you when you get a loan player who's a young player right Like take sanderson as an example although we haven't used him very often or you look at some of these other clubs that got six seven on loan they've been able to bed them all in from the summer or well, pre-season whenever the season began obviously it's a bit weird don't to share well. we're kind of asking him to come in team. in, in the middle of like a season, season really and get well up to speed, past, speed. but
1: ge- as a general rule like that, really, that's, that's, that's a much why more difficult thing I think to try and do the, the business in the summer I guess you know one game for him doesn't, doesn't, yeah, no, I know you weren't, but I, I, but it, it's even hard to tell what somebody's good at and bad at because just because they were bad at something one game doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad at it and stuff and, and vice versa. So, I'm not writing like, him um, off, it, it would be by interesting any to see means, see what it's like, you know, what he's like in other games when we're maybe, um, see what he's like oh, defensively when we're really under the cosh because I don't, <clears throat> although MK Dons did put us under the cosh, we, the, the performance level improved after that, um after that didn't it do you think Mickey as a as a, as a keeper you've had your say on Burge um, I just think you know we, we seem it's another one of these conversations we seem to have all the time and Gareth's made his feelings very clear on here about Lee Burge you've made your feelings very clear in the group chat and then the rest of mm. us counter, counter that by saying well it's league one and it's you know look look at the look at midweek the MK Don's keeper for example um, this is something we see regularly week in week out isn't it and it, what it does is highlight how good John McLaughlin was, and how how having a keeper to that standard, we could comfortably comfortably have the extra four, five, six points that would have us right in the mix.
3: It certainly does. However, I think that I don't think it's an excuse to just say, "Oh well, Lee Burge is standard, for the level." Because we proved in John McLaughlin that there are better goalkeepers out there who we can recruit if we get it right. And when you look at John McLaughlin's career, he's not played a huge amount of football above League One level. I mean, we all like joke on saying, oh, like, the SPL's like, kind of a like, conference standard and all that, but there is an element of the truth, is it's not a great league, and even now he's at Rangers, he's warming the bench, and Alan McGregor, who's like really kind of getting on in years, he's their first-choice goalkeeper. So I just think that it's certainly possible <laughs> to get like people who are... who are good goalkeepers at this level and we saw with John McLaughlin the value of having such a good goalkeeper and I don't think we really appreciated what we had in him until he went because I think I said at the start of the season that a lack of a quality goalkeeper could arguably cost you the opportunity to get promoted and I'm not saying that Burge necessarily has so far but what I am saying is Like Gareth alluded to, him and Matthews between them have made a series of mistakes which have cost us points. And if you even cut that total in half, we're much higher in the league and we've got a better chance of going up automatically. So I just think yeah, sorry, so I just think, um, I know with the salary cap and that, I think maybe I was a little bit remiss not to try and strengthen the goalkeeping position in the January window because it's been really evident even? that it's been a real weak spot sorry, of ours throughout the season. Yeah. And I just think Burge in general, he doesn't inspire me with confidence. It's not even so much the mistakes that he makes, it's the fact that during the game, like every time the ball goes near our penalty area, I'm watching the game feeling slightly on edge.
2: Well, I, 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 Gareth, I'll let, obviously you were going to say something, but what I would say is, to repeat what you said before Gareth, we haven't conceded many goals. So how good are the other goalkeepers in this division? Because teams aren't creating wonderful chances by playing great football in this league because we've seen every team and that's not what happens. So my opinion remains that Burge is probably about par for the level. They just make mistakes in League One. He's no, he's no way you could have him in goal when you, if and hopefully when we get promoted. He's, he's not going to make it in the championship. And he is certainly flawed but every goalkeeper you're going to get is flawed in this league. It's just again, their
3: goalie does. But then again, no, this, this goes back to kind of the point we've made before about how shocking our recruitment is and the one thing in League One with the stature of club that we are, we should have the best recruitment in the league, we should have the best scouting networks in the league and I just think it's unacceptable that when it's such a crucial position like goalkeeper and it can cost you so many points, that we should be able to go out and get the best goalkeeper in the league. I know that sounds very simplistic but I just think that... It's a bit, little bit of a cop out just to say, oh, well, you know, like goalkeepers in this league make mistakes because keepers at all levels make mistakes. And I just think that we should give ourselves the best possible chance of like minimising them. I don't know
1: what you mean. I, mean, I, I just think, yeah, you, I, it just, had to, had to me, it, like, I'm, I'm with Craig when I, I'm not using it as an excuse to sort of defend Burge, but I think it's just highlighting that actually we are just more average in that department and par for the course like Craig says. And I know you you said there, McLaughlin's got a range, he's just warm on the bench, but. If he was to get a move away from there, it would be above League One level, in my opinion. It would be, it would be championship.
3: Well, look at his career. When's he, when's he sustainably played well, above League One his career? Possibly this is a point the two I'm seasons
2: he had for us were the best he's ever had. But the keeper as well, Mickey, uh, you know, as you're you know, aware, how old's McLaughlin? 30, 31? Yeah, you know, right, he's probably but... got a number of years left in him, has So maybe he's coming into his prime. And let's, I suppose one thing you would say is, you are right. We should be doing better in recruitment in all departments. Not just goalkeeper, but certainly that position included. And one thing that we don't want to see is regression. And we certainly have regressed from McLaughlin. Because McLaughlin would have been fine in the Championship, in my opinion...
3: Even if it was just before you moved on to someone better, I think you've nailed it there because I think what's happened with the goalkeeping department, and I think Steve alluded to it there, it kind of just sums up the kind of League Oneification of Sunderland as took place over the past kind of eighteen months or so. Because when you look across the board, you look at the players that we could kind of rely on in our first season in League One, particularly like Ross's early days, and you look at the players we have now, mm. it's like night and day, isn't it? And you kind of look back at the squad we had when we first came down. And I know it was a bit chaotic, but you think, God, like how did we manage to not get promoted yeah. with that squad? Like oh, now, I do, totally it, agree. It, it looks every inch now of a squad we've got. I'm not, I think we are slightly better than mid table, but it is kind of like a middle and to like above average, like League I was One about squad. This-
1: yesterday and getting depressed myself about it that that exact point that you like you think back to that squad that that Jack Ross had and I know he made a joke didn't he initially when he first came about counting how many players were turning up for training and and that kind of stuff but in reality he's got McGeady who was a couple of years younger than he is now you've got Lee Catamol you've got Josh Matchett you've got John McLaughlin and
2: George George Honeyman and Gooch and playing Brian Oviedo there was a lot of players in that and that like look we we haven't recruited well but players we signed that summer were the better probably included most of the good recruitment that we have done barring maybe like jordan willis who's then proven to be a bit injury prone most of the decent signings came in that summer and we seem to have progressively gotten worse in the transfer market the longer we've spent in this division so it did, we have regressed constantly, little, and we're ho- I'm hoping we've plateaued yeah. and can well.
1: There's still stop there's still time to judge this, this one, point. I guess, isn't there? It? Because it's Lee Johnson's first, and oh, this yeah, is someone to one. put his own yeah. spin on it. And I think you know, from from what I can see, um, from what I can gather, what a lot of people were saying were was that um, perhaps second half in particular was the the first time, besides that Lincoln game, where we can start to see a bit of a a change in yep. mentality and, and approach and, and the way the players are, are playing the game. Do you think that's
3: fair? I was just about to say that I think Saturday, despite the fact it wasn't perfect, which I'm sure we'll come on to even more kind of later on, but I think there was a lot of positives to take, particularly from that second-half performance. I think from 35 minutes onwards, I think we were kind of in almost total control of the game, and I think if a side had created the volume of chances against us that we created against MGA Dons we'd be sat here saying oh how have we got out with that with a point so I think the second half um, the mentality was spot on we played on the front foot we really tried to get at them I thought Jordan Jones looked really positive when he came on possibly should have got himself a goal when um, the ball kind of broke to him when White and the keeper had that kind of coming together in the penalty area obviously we had the penalty shout and then McGaidy's missed that chance at the end which ironically if you wanted the ball to fall to one player in that scenario you'd probably pick in McGaidy who I thought was excellent at the weekend so I think there was plenty of positives to take out the game and if we can put together a performance like that tomorrow night, which again it's about backing it up then there's no reason at all why we can't go and beat Shrewsbury No, and we'll, we'll come on to the, to
1: the, to the... Shoes begin in in the second half um, of this. Uh, Gareth, your your thoughts on the on the sort of new look? Well, it's not new look. He's been trying it for a while, but um, on the second half, it seemed to suggest Sunderland were moving and advancing. Do you think he's pulled a face? He's not sure.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just I uh, kind of think it feels a little bit like the change in shapes just. An unnecessary indulgence at this stage, I would say. In my opinion, I think it's we could easily do what we're trying to do, we want to do with a with a more traditional sort of, you know, four three three, something like that. Especially when you're trying to get players to understand,
2: um, you
4: know,
2: it's, he,
1: he fit- doesn't he's, he's happy to doing this now. Throw his he's destroying microphone off.
2: his equipment, so. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. There we go. Absolutely fuming
4: with so. that. There we go. Yeah, it just feels like <laughs> you know you could you could do the same thing with a more traditional system, that like a four-three-three, like like we did at Lincoln. I don't think it needs. To, it's a four-four-two. People like trying to dress it up. Four-two-two-two. I two. I'll play that
1: on Championship Manager ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Four-two. Very successful as well. Not.
4: It's a four. Yeah. It's a four. It's a four-four-two. Which leaves us you know woefully exposed in the middle of the park if we can't get our foot on the ball, and it was alarming at the weekend how because they tried to get it, get at us and we couldn't cope with it. Generally, we play teams and they sit off um, and let us have the ball, and then its up to us to break us break them down, which we find difficult sometimes in that shape with a, with a, a man missing in the middle of the park, we find it difficult to get on the ball. Um, and as a result, you know, when we get when someone's really coming at us, um it just you know, we 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 can't get out, we can't get out on the ball, you can't get any passing going. Um and yeah, it's all right, it's all very well saying, yeah, you've got a spell and, and and it looks pretty for thirty minutes, but in the second half but game last ninety minutes, you know, I just feel as though if we if we took I think we're overcomplicating it a bit, and I, f- I feel as though we could do we could just simplify some aspects of it, and then implement some principles and build it that way rather than you know going right. We're going to do everything at once because it's the positives being we have got results.
1: I guess he could, um,
4: one way a good look, at but we haven't we haven't got we've got we haven't got enough. I don't think we've got enough. We haven't got enough wins against the teams. We, we, we'll we see. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see what happens
1: <laughs> yeah. going forward, and whether he would be um, uh, vindicated for this, Johnson. But I, I guess Wait, I, yeah. he, went four,
4: he went with a four. 3 went with against. Know, so all like big, you know, this,
1: this this particular formation and, and where he wants to play. He's sticking with it, isn't he? And he's been stubborn with it. And I, I'm guessing one way he could look at it is to say, "Well, we're not picking up points now while the players are getting used to it, and we're not falling way off the radar." By the time mm. this clicks, he might have the confidence we can go on a run. Now, we'll only find that out if we do click and we do go on a run. But did we? That's the question, But the if we thing. do, then, you know, if he starts to, you know, because sometimes a manager will come in and they'll just try everything and try this and try that, and mm. Chris Coleman springs to mind in, 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 in a way for that. And, and then one criticism when everybody's got the power of hindsight is always to say... Why did he just stick with his belief and try and and, and see it through and try and drill that into his players to play in
2: a certain way? And he's doing that, isn't he? You can't say he isn't. He's not. He's not. He's not shaking this off. Well, the one thing I'll say before you jump in there, Mickey, was to speak to Gareth's part, I think this is the conundrum he's got. Right, O'Brien and White look good together. That first goal for us comes because they're close together. Now, if you get rid of one of the strikers, which would be O'Brien, that changes. Also, to, to agree with Gareth, I don't think it's just a problem in the middle of the park. The wingers are, being, are playing high and quite narrow, which means the full-backs, who, especially Power, isn't a full-back, look exposed. And I don't think it's any surprise that the, tar- the other teams are targeting us in wide areas defensively. And that was what caught us out yet again on the weekend. Uh, I do think that's a, that's a symptom of the system I also I think mentioned this last week but I'll mention it again do find it slightly strange that you want to play a system where you're bringing in out and out wingers like McGeady you've signed Jordan Jones Gucci you can play him centrally but you know he's he's kind of using him as a winger and then you're narrowing it Well, why are you doing that if you're bringing wingers into the team I don't I just don't understand that
4: defensively I know it's a bit of a, a trendy thing isn't it to defend the width of your box in in recent years um and you know we we just incr like defensively we're incredibly narrow i don't know if we're just thinking you know if we, we flood that area with bodies we should be able to clear anything that comes in like we might not get the first ball but we should get the second and clear mm. it if we if we do get a lot of bodies around the ball in the box because we are narrow but i just feel like it's it's chaotic I mean, it is it like we panic it looks like we're panicking like yeah. when we get put under pressure, sometimes when when we, when a team has a lot of the ball, I do feel as though we start up with like, oh, we're not used to we're not used to this because we've usually we us- we've usually got the ball, um, and I just think it's a like obviously Vaughan's first game and all that, but I just thought he was he was very poor. I thought um, hopefully he'll get better. I didn't think you I thought he was worse than the lads. Well, on what I've on that let's one game. Well, let's let's I'll tell you what. But it's only it one. It is it's only one let's, game. We'll go. We'll write, go write through write the
1: how we, how we think the try. I know we've already kind of done this, but we'll you know we now we've seen some of these players play a game or two. We'll we'll look at the Shrewsbury game and we'll also discuss some of the players we've brought in and whether we think they they are going to improve the team and see. We'll think about that. So we'll take a break and then we'll do that.
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
4: well it is incredibly cold outside at the moment um and uh, that means that you are going to need to wrap up warm when you go on your government allotted lot of exercise um, <laughs> and what i would recommend if you want to look you know, I would argue pretty sexy. I would argue on sexy. your walk. Mm. Maybe if you want to attract, uh, you know, a, a mate during lockdown. <laughs> Jesus. Um, then I, I'm, I'm, I, don't think,
1: to, I don't think guidelines encourage that. Uh, <laughs> I'm
4: trying to come up with it. Well... If you want to track a mate from a um, a mate, a single person, a single person household, um, who is not currently bubbled with somebody else. Ga- Gareth's um, turned into Attenborough.
2: He's like, <laughs> yeah.
4: and I'm during COVID, up, man, the, hu-
2: the human exits a yeah. bood searching for a mate.
4: I'm trying to mix it up, Craig. I'm trying to. Sorry. Make, you know, we, how many times we've we done this plug?
2: That's tr- well, yeah. Sorry.
4: Yeah, but um, i'm just adding
2: to the vibe you know just bringing yeah, in some yeah, is yeah, exactly. advertising ftt i mean what so could I'm you saying,
4: want. Be, all i'm saying is that you know you will look very attractive in an um from the terraces court. a long sleeve polo if you like making your hard you'll sweaters. go outside in you a, a, multiple a short sleeve polo uh, you know you, you'll go out there and do that so if you go to from the terraces.co.uk um and use the code um wms10 um, you will get 10% off the entirety of your basket. Yes. So fill it with items.
2: It's and maybe
4: you can find a mate in lockdown. <laughs> <'Cause>
2: <laughs> Garrett's like a terrace. mixture of... Uh, it's like Tinder meets Attenborough. Yeah, exactly. Terra- I mean, you know, it's an idea. On the terrace Attire
1: for all seasons. F- right, t- I know t- what you're t- talking. That's From it. the terraces Succinct. and
2: Tinder. From the Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah, we can't give you on anything
1: anything else far from from the terraces yeah <laughs> um we're talking about the footy again plain...
2: <laughs> the people yeah. charge for things on tinder yeah there's there's like paid and, uh, services on there and stuff eh? really oh yeah and and most th- things are like that now man gareth to... you know like uh, no idea you download like most apps Games and oh, stuff. They, they lure you right, in okay. with like, say, whatever gay, game is, and then <laughs> they encourage like you to Tinder pay though, for stuff it? once you've once you've got it, don't they? Tell. What, what are the What are the What are the premium options on Tinder? Like unlimited likes. oh right, Okay. Stuff like that. You can do other <sighs> yeah. shit on it as well, but I me and Gareth remember, missed
4: all this.
1: This uh, new the new wave. Yeah. I met my I met my wife in the park in the olden days.
4: In and around yeah
2: as teenagers fair enough yeah. not, i was gonna say he's, pre- he's not a predator
4: he's not a predator no
2: i, I not i was just intrigued <laughs> by the setup here i was wondering where it was going you know yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she's <laughs> she just in the park and there's <laughs> stephen
4: comes out of the bushes
2: <laughs> i've got an image of my head of you if you're like in a bush like and your head just <laughs> peering out of the top of it yeah,
4: yeah. you had hair then so you probably blended
2: in that was I the did. idea that was the idea <laughs> <laughs> did right
1: long hair shows how long ago that was um, <laughs> it was fine I, you know? It, when it was
2: fine to just loiter in parks it <laughs> yeah innocent. it was fine nowadays you've got to be acceptable you've got to be in and yeah. out nowadays, of the park got, quickly haven't you because mm, it's like nowadays yeah. you
1: expect it to be an online perv instead absolutely um <laughs> 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 Lost my train of thought now. Shrewsbury. It will never <laughs> never ever not be depressing to talk about Southern playing Shrewsbury. I was thinking this <laughs> when I was listening to the I was listening to the pod last week. I think it was last Monday's when I couldn't come on. And I was listening back and I think Chris was talking about how accurate and Stanley are on the same points of us with games in hand and I was thinking, Jesus Christ and like if somebody hopefully like listens back to this in ten years' time. And just thinks, you know, you're talking about like the, the mighty accurate and Stanley being on the same amount of points as Sunderland and Shrewsbury. Sorry if that's arrogant and big headed, but it's just, a, it's just a fact. And we can't allow ourselves to think that no. this is all right. Yeah. And we can't allow it. We, we can't just become comfortable with the fact that Sunderland are playing MK Dawson and Shrewsbury in, in league football. It's absolutely mind blown still. And, um, you know, the, the quicker this bloody takeover, that's the, the longest. <laughs> Longest running takeover in the history of takeovers. It's been going um, since
2: they arrived at the club, hasn't it? I mean, the club's basically well, been for sale from the minute they took over. Still going, eh? You know, mm-hmm. it's
1: been with the AFL. Like, you know, every time you get an update, it, the update seems to be it's with the AFL well, now. Well, I wonder so what the next. Know, what do you
2: reckon past- the next excuse is? It, it, do you reckon it's, it's either? I've got two for you. Brexit, that could affect things. Paperwork, can't They've get it through the tunnel. Have they used that, that one? We've oh, use already used scratch that. One, then yeah. it's got to be the snowy conditions then. It's the, the only possible sure.
3: excuse they'll probably, we'll probably say a takeover's got long covered or something.
2: Well, there you go. Yeah, it, oh god, that would be amazing.
3: <laughs> well,
1: you know, let's hope it happens and, and quickly. And I think yeah, it needs the, to. The, the stuff that's happened behind the scenes suggests it is happening. I think all, we all know that, but uh, I think we just need we need a, We need another lift because we're not quite getting it on the pitch Do you think, anyway. do do you
4: think it, the takeover as it is today is the same? on paper, in terms of the terms, as it was when they announced it on the 24th of December?
2: I think it has to be, Gareth, because that was be. what was submitted. I think the only thing that can hold it up is what Alan Nixon's reported. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I don't
1: think... From December, it's probably the same. It's probably yeah. changed a lot since we first heard about yeah. it in June or whenever <laughs> it was.
4: Yeah, well, it's way... <laughs> in In... in, in 2019 or whatever yeah
1: that, that's you know circumstances have changed and developed since then a lot but I think like yeah. Craig says if the, that was what they went public with and unless they've gone they have this strange tactic sometimes Sunderland, mm. of, of making things um, public and I don't know why I don't know where, when I don't know why but you know, that, that's what we need we need Keep a boost now the the I think Steven. definitely
2: that's but well Kyril, obviously we've said this last week but Louis D- Dreyfus commented on on the fact that he was buying the club I don't think once they've submitted the paperwork... I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they can make substantive changes unless the bid was kind of withdrawn and then the paperwork was resubmitted. Now, could that happen without us knowing about it? I don't know. You'd have thought it would have sleep... Nixon's been bang on the money with the takeover stuff since these came in. So you'd Mm -hmm. have thought if there was any substantive changes, I think he would have reported on them by now, whereas he seemed to be saying they just need to basically sign off on whatever it is that the afl are asking them to sign off on now it's another week since we were sitting here talking about it and it still hasn't happened so i don't know how long it takes for these people to to confirm what it is that they have to confirm but I suppose the longer it goes on, the worse it does make you feel about it,
1: doesn't it? I mean, it, it, it has to. Just, it's, you can't blame some of the fans and feel anxious about it when it's gone on for months and months and months and you keep getting told at every, at every stop and every turn. It is just, don't be patient, because every time it's two weeks, it's two weeks, it's two weeks. and anyway, well, it's it's, it's it's true true This is the thing, though. The
3: it's a boy who cried wolf syndrome. Like The moral of that story there eventually was a wolf. You know what I mean? But like, when it comes along, people aren't going to believe it, and I think this is what's happening now. Well, I, I, mm. I think speaking speaking to that and speaking
2: of the name speak, Speakman, uh, when he was talking on the podcast with uh, Frankie and uh, Danny Collins, after the initial sort of, there was a bit of management speak in there, which kind of grates on me a little bit. But after that, yeah. he started to talk about the substantial kind of plans that he's got. And, but a lot of that is going to rely on what he was talking about next steps, which are bringing in the team to support him. We need to recruit probably 30 plus staff. Now, I know other people have come in in January, but it's not exactly, it's skeleton still. The academy still needs staffing. He, people talk about data, sort of signings based upon data or whatever the hell they want to talk about, right? He needs a recruitment team to work with who can identify targets and analyse data and, and, you know, find players. That still isn't in place yet. And we haven't really had a recruitment team at the football club. We've had Tony Corton then nobody he needs that support as soon as possible and it would seem the only way he's actually going to get it is once his takeover is actually you know rubber stamped so it's not just a case of us being anxious and nervous about whether it's going to happen Mm. it's impeding the progress of the football club when it comes to the summer we he said on that podcast we've got templates for being promoted which he said again is the aim of the football club and a league one template if unfortunately i like that i like that a lot yeah but yeah. he can't go about sorting out that on his own. That task is monumental. If that, if they want to do it properly, he needs multiple staff members throughout the football club. Yeah. That won't happen until it's, it, M- the table's done. Maybe
4: um, what we need to happen is Red and White Army to come out and say, we've contacted it's... the club to ask what's happening because he yeah. usually wants All to the... do that within two hours. <laughs> There's like a leak somewhere that yeah. comes out and it's like, this is happening and everything's
1: fine. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But anyway, um, that's, that. Yeah, I wanted to um, mention to maybe maybe, is, the, maybe is, the local press yeah. can start asking those questions as well, just to just to ramp just to get some answers, like you say, and some clarification. But um, I, I like that what Speakman said. Like you said, Chris. it feels like a while since somebody's had that sort of forward thinking way because it's so logical as us and we've spoke about things like this over years. But yet whoever's been in charge of the stuff at the club's never been able to. To, to take any other approach than just like, you know, almost panic buy and transfer deadline day or just go for somebody
2: who you've heard of. Or go for um, Fabio Barini over and yeah. over and over again <laughs> yeah. until eventually signs for you against his wishes. And, and, and,
1: you know, and the proof will be in the pudding warner because like, yeah. you know, Lee Congerton said, see, Lee Congerton was very impressive when he came in, I remember as well, and said similar things and people really liked what he was saying and he was saying, we'll go, on, we'll go, we'll go and sign, we'll sign them. Um, foreign players who are comfortable on the ball, but they've got, like, an English heart, and that's the kind of mix. And, and this thing that Speakman keeps saying about um, you want a team to represent the area, and you do, but we've heard it before. We have heard it before. And I was close to turning that podcast off until you told me to stick with it, Craig, actually, and I'm glad you it's, did, because it, it, imp- it, it did improve after the first sort of eight it's minutes. Eight minutes. To,
2: it's funny, he, he needs
1: to remember. He needs to remember that he's not speaking to board members. Yeah. He's not trying to sell sell anything. The corporate talk's not needed john mclaughlin's not here anymore um so <laughs> he'd, like, love
3: it. He'd, he'd love, love it he'd love
1: it him and <laughs> would
2: be out now just like you know having a socially distanced business meeting <laughs>
1: i hear i hear i hear enough of this at work when uh, when we have meetings and, and you're getting brief from the top And that you know what i mean oh, but uh, let's let's going to focus more on the yeah.
2: actual football i guess
1: yeah uh, well you know there's not much to say we're playing shrewsbury boring, it was a labored it was a labored introduction to a game against shrewsbury i guess um We've played them recently. They, they've actually got a decent record against some of the sides at the top, mm, I yeah. think.
2: Don't concede many goals, do they? No. no. It, it, it's um, one of
3: them. Like If you look at it purely on the side that we faced a few weeks ago, everybody was quite rightly very annoyed about the performance, particularly in the second half. But like you say, when you look at the results of beating Lincoln, um, Doncaster, Peterborough and of have um, also beat Hull I know Hull aren't in great form but then they failed to beat Wigan so it's kind of like this league in a the microcosm there's just no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. to it and since Cockrell's come in to be fair they've only lost two games and one of them was obviously against us and the other one was against Crewe who were banging form at the minute so I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we should figure Shrewsby or anything like that but I do think it'll be a tough game based on the results we have put together lately
1: I mean we're, at least we're playing away <laughs> yeah
3: usually helps <laughs>
1: You know, you you know, you're not longing for home comforts anymore, are you? Like we are, we've been significantly better away from home this year, so it's all it's quite depressing. You say say that, but you know that that is if you're looking for positives and 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 um, and things to be optimistic about, then I guess that could be one. What do we think about the 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 we we've gone over the left back? I think. Um, what do we think generally about the, the other guys who've come into the side
2: well um, Winchester couldn't even yeah, make the squad well is he injured or what back, yeah he's out I he's out for I a week like... he's injured is he All yeah, right. yeah at least that mm. explains his complete disappearance because it was a little <laughs> bit confusing uh, mm. although to be honest right I think Dan Neal who only got on the bench because of Flanagan's injury in the warm-up he deserved uh, I hope Winchester doesn't stop him getting involved in matchday squads because, well, I mean, what's Winchester going to do in the next few years compared to what Dan Neal could potentially do? And I'm not going to go mental about bigging the lad up, but he looked very, very good in the latter stages alongside Grant Ledbetter in that midweek Pizza Cup game against MK Dons. I don't know what other people think. I just don't see what the point in Winchester is anyway, which I've said like every time and I need to stop repeat myself. But I, there's a difference between whether you are a player or not. And I just don't want to see... The same with Diamond. I thought Jones looked all right. Like, well, he kind of runs into people a lot, which pisses us off. But I don't want him to stop. If Diamond is going to be here in the long term, Jones is here till the summer. I hope Diamond still gets chances in the team. Yeah, you need a balance, don't yeah. you? Because you you,
1: the short-termism needs to be suddenly getting out of this division because it's not sustainable, as we keep saying. So if there's any time for us to look up and be a bit more to the short term I could I could understand it being my one league one but you're right and I don't think it will I think he likes to have options he He does he rotates it as we've seen yeah and I think that's definitely the one refreshing thing in in relation to the previous manager um who we had, but the Jury's still out on Jones then, we're saying it's a bit too early, isn't it? To I thought, you, I like, a bit not, too early for them all, really, yeah, to be fair. I
3: thought he was decent on Saturday. I think his intense good. I get I get your point, Craig, that he does kind of like run into bodies a little bit too much, but I like the fact he's got energy, he seems like quite powerful when he's on the ball, he's quite quick. So mm-hmm. I think I think him and Diamond are very interchangeable. I think yeah. that I think that they're both great options to have off the bench, which is good. We're having kind of like multiple options in the same position. That's um, that's really good. I think he possibly should have scored on Saturday as well, which obviously he isn't should. ideal. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think um, early days suggests he could be a good side, and, and if anything, he takes the weight off Jack Diamond because I think. I'm not going to say that he's been um, kind of relied on too much since um, Johnson came in, but he has played a lot more football, and I think there's an expectation on him to hit the heights of Lincoln all the time. And I think having someone like Jones who can kind of take the weight off him is good for both Jones getting the minutes and Diamond to kind of take the pressure off him. What about uh, what about players
1: is a good thing?
2: Sorry,
3: what I was going to say, what about Lyndon
2: Gooch then? Because as you see him, he played in that diamond position. I think Jones is going to play from the left, actually, because he moved McGeady across when he came on. What about Lyndon Gooch? Do you see him maybe coming into the? I don't it, think he'll play tomorrow.
4: You don't think he well. No, he's played, well, He's been out ages, and he yeah. played. He played two games on the bounce. On the bounce, pretty much, hasn't he? So mm. I would say he'd probably. I would expect him to come out for Jones. I think, I, I, yeah, no, I'm saying I, I expect Gooch to come. No, out I'm saying for played. Jones. Do
2: you expect Jones yeah. to come um, in or? I don't know. I mean. I think he'll possibly, start Jones. If he's, start, if he's, if he's Jones brought him off the McKinney, bench the weekend, th- yeah, I th- yeah I th- oh, that's who I think he'll go for. But if he plays but Jones, think, he I likes think, to play him on the left, I think. So that'll be I'm, interesting.
4: I mean, O'Brien's like an interesting one because I, I feel like going to accommodate him in in the shape, in a, in a 4-3-3 and maybe have him a bit like Maguire used to. Uh, it was almost like Maguire had a bit of a free roll from that right-hand side where he's mm. just drifting. I think if you gave O'Brien the licence to do that because... You know, we did pan him when he first came. He was rubbish, um, but he got injured. <laughs> I almost forgot about him when he was injured. And when we played the Wimbledon game where the when we got hit with COVID, and it was just like, oh, I forgot about him like as an option. Um, and since we've been back into the games after COVID, I think he's been excellent. Um, his touch, he's, he's got a touch of quality about him on the ball. Um, he is, I think, his, the quality of his... Um, you know, influencing the goal was, you know, it was class. Like for yeah. this yeah. level, to take was. that ball down, you know, and, and get it with Begadi in those three touches, um, a difficult ball. Um, I think you know he's he's scored, he's 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 created uh, goals. Um, so it would be harsh to drop him. Um, so I'd be thinking, you know, could we, could we put uh, almost a bit like we had. Gooch, McGeady and Wyke, could O'Brien do that, sort of, or, or Maguire, Gooch and sorry, we had Maguire, <laughs> Gooch and Wyke, didn't we, sorry, not McGeady, so I'm saying we could we have McGeady or Brian doing the Wyke role? Do you think he's going to? No, I don't think he will, I mean... No. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, tell
1: you I think I think I I think he's like you say, Gareth, I think he just thinks O'Brien's oh, bringing the best out of Wyke and Wyke is the person who's bringing us the goals at the moment. Yep. And uh, and then he can still get to attacking players wide players on the pitch. Um so my- at the same time, he what you he wants all his attacking players on the pitch, I think, would be his, his logic to think we've obviously got a midfield that's in his eyes good enough to to play
2: that way. So I thought an interesting one was I thought O oh, nine 9 in midfield, I, I envisaged it as you're kind of describing the system, Gareth, as this like 4-3-3, where O oh, nine 9 would be at the sort of yeah. peak of a triangle, if you like, in the middle. Yeah. I didn't really anticipate him playing in a midfield two alongside Grant Ledbetter. And that was the first a mistake, yeah. But in the second half, do you think it worked or not?
3: It worked in the fact that all nine got his goal when he did kind of grow into the game. But I think that was because we were just like naturally on top and had a lot more of the ball. I think if yeah. we, I think if we took the lead, and we had to kind of sit on what we had for a little bit. I think we would have been exposed again if Mk Dons had had a lot of the ball, because I just think that um, playing all nine Lebre in the midfield too is just it just doesn't work. I mean, there uh, doesn't have the legs to play in the two anywhere, and then you're relying on all nine to play as like an orthodox centre midfielder, whereas like you pointed out, he plays at the kind of like the tip of the triangle. Angle while he plays off a striker. That's where you play all nine if he's going to play in midfield. So, as I say, Saturday it was a weird one because I think that we certainly should have won the game, and we second half was a a good performance in comparison to our recent ones but I still think there was just a lot of mistakes particularly with personnel I mean another one which I know we touched on briefly but Jordan Willis coming into the team when we know he's got an ongoing injury problem yeah when we've got Sanderson sat on the bench it's as if we've permanently got Sanderson sat on the bench in case a disaster happens and he can cover all bases but I don't I think find that's that bizarre Yeah, I just don't think it's particularly fair on him because obviously every time he played, he's got composure. Like, if somebody, if a man kind of gets a beating of him, he doesn't panic and foul him. He just gets back, wins the ball, like recycles it. I think he enjoys defending, which for kind of like a young centre half, maybe isn't like as typical as it used to be. He's quite robust. He's obviously like athletic. So I think that Mm. he he deserves more game time. And I just think when Willis has that injury, I think it just caused unnecessary disruption and chaos, which added to our first half display. Interesting
2: thing about Sanderson for me would be he's clearly not a left back and I'd I'd, I'd put on the on the Twitter and the account on the weekend that kind of what's he got to do to get a game and if there was a bit of a mixed response some people saying they didn't see it and I do take the point he did do some silly things on Saturday but he's a centre-back who can play right back covering at left back the lads played in the championship for a team that was chasing promotion He looked to me, again, we're basing this on one performance from Volkens. And this isn't just Volkens' performance. For me, it was the way he looked. He doesn't look like an athlete. Doesn't look very big, doesn't look very physical. Sanderson looks more ready to me. I don't know what you think. He just looks more ready to play first-team football. Now, why you wouldn't just use him at right-back? When power, I mean, he's all over the shop
3: defensively, power. I think my general point is, though, so I think that's just a great example you said there, Craig, about playing power out position. Like, I get everyone's point about the system, and I don't particularly like how narrow it is, but I think even more importantly, I think the personnel is wrong in so many areas of the pitch, and I just think it's so easily remedied, like you say, just um, whether you play O nine 9 at right back, whether you play Sanderson at right back, we've got much better options than power, max power, rather rather than trying to make him into something he's not and then obviously that like, kind of limits your options in the midfield and I just think that because we're not putting like personnel in the proper position sometimes it just creates more and more problems all over the pitch and like you've alluded to before, Craig, sometimes it overcomplicates it
2: Well, that's the thing for me I, I, what I will say, and I'll go back to what you said Stephen was, has it clicked? We'll find out tomorrow I know what you're saying Garrison, I'm kind of with you on the system but he's going to play it the same way and we'll know if we've clicked yeah. by how we start tomorrow. If we continue in the vein we finished on Saturday, I'll be really confident we can go on a run. If it's another first half or another 30-minute spell and then we're under the cosh a lot like we have been in games, you'll still think there's work to do, I think.
4: Mm-hmm. I think with the, the system, you know, and, and you know, you'll know, you hear a lot of ex kind of saying or your supporters talk about systems too much. True. You know, there's probably there is an element of truth in that. Yep. However, you know, in terms of you know your way you want to approach something, I guess you you know, in terms of your starting positions in certain passages of play, um, you know that can be affected by the system itself. Um. So. In like you say, you would expect the game. The, the, us to set up in the game tomorrow the the way we have set up for the vast majority of the time we've been you know under under um, Johnson which is with that well it's 4-4-2 four, it's four, four, it is 4-4-2 four, four, it's a narrow 4-4-2 four, four, that's all it is people need to like you can stop gilding it you know it's just a 4-4-2 four, four, and that's, and fine. that's to, fine that's fine if that's what he wants to do then fine if it works but he needs to do, you know. He needs to ensure now that, you know, we we start to win games consistently. Because
3: <coughs>
4: sort of looking at it, and I mentioned it the other week after the game previous, that to get what eighty to get eighty five points, we have to, we have to go at two points a game, just over to get ninety two. We have to go at eight point three eight point sorry eight point three. Two point three, two point four points per game to the end of the
2: season. That um, means winning what? Like it's kind of like you're saying you've you need, win to be 15, se- they
4: need to They need win fifteen games. We need to be getting. need, to go,
2: se- we need to be get seven points from every three games, really.
4: Yeah, I mean, so phew. so the next, if you look at the next batch of ten games, you know, if you break it down like that, we need to get. We need to be, if we want to be going to two points a game to get eighty five points. If we're talking about automatic promotion, you know, we need to beat it. You know, we've all got from that box of ten games. If you say we, we've we've taken one point, so we need to win the next one to get up to that two points per game. And then but another really, big
2: game on the weekend that you probably need to win on top of that as well to bring yeah, you oh, up to the seven. Aster,
4: they have to beat Doncaster because they they're in a in, they're in a very strong position with that, yeah. with those games in hand that they've got,
2: and a winnable game tomorrow as well. So yeah.
4: So I guess, you know, what you'd say about Don, I don't know, obviously the lads will cover it on Thursday but they, we've got a very good record against them generally mm-hmm. and it's mad to think that they are in the position they are because when we played them, they were diabolical. <laughs> they were absolute rubbish, like, and <laughs> obviously that was the end of Parkinson, wasn't it, that game? Mm. And got sacked at they, the w- end of they, went a, they
1: went in a good run after that, Don. Yeah, I <laughs> but I think they're, they went to life. Yeah. right. But, but, but
2: that tells you what that mm. says as well. Not I've noticed people talking about how we are, we're, we're on or like whatever. We don't, we haven't lost many games or whatever. And it's like, yeah, we didn't lose many games under Jack Ross. Not losing isn't good enough. The stat you need to be looking at is yeah. how many of those games are we winning. Yeah. Wins are what matter. Yeah. We can afford to lose games yeah. if we're winning the rest of you them. You can
1: afford to lose exactly. You know, th- we've just drawn two games. We could have, we could have lost one of those as long as we won the other one, and we'd be better off. Uh,
2: the, the, the loss against Plymouth isn't a big deal if you win those games. But when you're drawing them, you have to then win the one that you've lost because you otherwise you're just you know nowhere near the two points a game that you need. We need to start to take,
4: you know, we need to start winning some of those big moments in games as well. You know, do you know you look at the the games in the last week where we've conceded in the last minute, um, and then we have an opportunity on Saturday to win the game in the last minute, um, and rather than Burge making a big save for us on Saturday previous and then McGeady scoring this week we failed to score and we concede and we those four points we look everything looks a lot better than with three points off, off the automatics. Yeah. So mm. um you know those big well, moments and, and also the big moments. Remember Malia Miller's goal against Derby under Keane? I always think about that where you mm. know that was a big game I think we we're about ninth and we scored in the last minute, won the game, and I think we went up the table a few positions, and then that was the start because we started to believe that we could, you know, we could, we could win these games win the big moments, and we need to start doing that now. Right.
1: We do, and hopefully we will, because we. Whenever we talk about, like, now's a good time to put a run together, and we never seem to do it. We always end up losing. So he's hoping we do, and the lads will be back on Thursday um, to talk about. Um, whatever happens uh, tomorrow night and to look ahead at the game on Saturday. So as always, thanks for listening.